What up, y'all? This is Money, uh, and this is Queer Walk the Podcast, or maybe I should have said that first. This is Queer Walk the Podcast, and I'm Money, your friendly creator. Um, This is probably going to be really random and also, like, uh, kind of rambly because I haven't, I didn't write down any notes. I don't really know what I'm going to say, but uh, I have to say something. Um... I wanted to write some shit, but y'all know how that go. Ain't nobody got time to write, right? Um, That's what happens when you're stuck in school and you always have to write shit for somebody else that you never really get time to write stuff that you want to write and are passionate about. But, um, so I wanted to come on here, and I've been wanting to for a while to just talk about uh, women of color and healing. That's kind of like my shit. That's kind of what I'm always talking about. And people get sick of hearing me talk about it. Um, particularly uh, for queer women of color. Um, but, you know, the past few weeks have really made me feel like, okay, I need to get on here and talk about this. Um, and I was trying to find somebody to record with. Because I think it's much better when it's a conversation. Um, and... Like, low-key is kind of awkward, just talking here to Audacity. But, okay, whatever, you know, I'll do it. Um, So, because I'm the only person I know that ain't have shit to do this weekend, um, I finished Orange is the New Black. And this is like a, I guess, a warning for spoilers. Because I am going to be talking about, particularly the last two episodes of the season, um, and if you haven't seen seasons one through three, you might want to like, lay back on this podcast also because I'm going to be talking about some stuff. I just know I will by nature of me watching the show. Um, and also how it relates to my feelings about Pulse and after what happened, you know, in Florida, in Orlando with um, at Pulse Nightclub on the 12th of June, 2016. Um, and also, I'm gonna be, I feel like, cause it's all connected in my head, like I told y'all, this might be kinda rambly, um, I hope y'all stick it out with me though, cause I promise, uh, I be making sense sometimes, but, um, this is also gonna be connected to, uh, at Miss Dion B, shout out, um, to my Tumblr bay, my original Tumblr bay. um, <laughs> Uh, Dion, uh, she is Miss Dion B on all social media, I'm pretty sure. Um, but she has a new website, and I read her first post today, um, because it's uh, National Sickle Cell Awareness Day. I hope I said that right. Um, and so I read her post about pretty much being alive and being a, a black queer woman who's also first generation American and um you know all that and I think it's tied in to all of my feelings in the past two weeks so uh that's just like a preface of where I'm trying to go uh with this episode so I hope y'all kick it with me because the only other person here is my cat Riri (laughs) um Oh my god, where do I start? So, I already told y'all, spoilers for Orange is the New Black. Um, and and I feel like I should have laid out also that this relates to, um, I don't have 
cable. So I'm way behind on the Roots episodes, but I just finished episode two. So I'm feeling some kind of way about um, the Kizzy character also. Like this, uh, you know, cosmic black girl energy flowing through. Uh, all this shit, y'all. It's, I feel like it's all so much connected. And I guess the way in which I feel it's connected is just like, where can we just be? Like, where can we just lay back and be like, fuck it, I'm here. And and so I think that has been getting to me a lot in the past week and a half or so since hearing about Pulse. It's just been like, damn, where can we just be as queer women of color? I was actually on my way to go see Beyonce in a formation tour when I heard about Pulse. I was driving down to Hershey, Pennsylvania to see her at the Hershey show. Um, And my sorority sister actually called me and was like, hey, did you hear? And I was like, no, what happened? And she was like, Somebody shot up a gay club, girl. And not just, like, a gay club, but it was Latinx night and, like, overwhelmingly people of color. Queer people of color. And I was shocked. First of all, because I can't think about, like, the panic that comes across you. I, I, you know, that's something I've never experienced of somebody opening fire in a place uh, where you are and are celebrating like fucking being alive uh, and for somebody to open fire. And I think about like gay clubs that are folks of color, right? They usually like small holes in the wall, one way in, one way out. Everybody kind of like packed in there, the bar off on the side of the wall. Like it's, these aren't, uh, lavish establishments you know and I'm I mean it was it was it was I feel like it was it was a um a a massacre like if to say like the absolute least I don't think there are words for it but it made it like so real for me that this is pride month this is pride month and um you know I'm out here trying to celebrate being gay as fuck with my black ass and and thinking like damn this like this shit could happen anywhere and I'm not here for the like oh well it wasn't a deliberate attack on people because their sexuality or their race or blah 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 oh fuck that shit because if it if it wasn't about that like you could have walked into a Walgreens and done the same shit. But you walked into a gay nightclub on Latinos, Latinos, Latinx night. Um, somebody uh, tell me how to pronounce that. Because I've heard it pronounced several different ways. So, Latino, Latinx. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, my head has kind of been whirling since then. Especially because one of my very, very dear friends... Uh, lost one of his very, very dear friends in Paul, in the Pulse shooting. Um, so in, in trying to comfort him, I guess I realized how real it is that we as queer people of color always have to think about our lives. Like, not in, like, the way that everybody else walk around thinking about their life. Like, mm, I wonder what I'm going to be when I grow up. Or, or, ooh, maybe I 
need to transfer to this job. Like, no, like, we have to think about our lives. Like, shit, this motherfucker might want to see me dead. Like, for real, in real life. And especially um, to my QPOC family who are hyper-visible in whatever way that might be. Maybe that's a, a, um, a, a masculine of center or masculine presenting lesbian who's walking the streets. Um, maybe it's to, um, my trans sisters. Maybe it's to my way too fabulous, uh, queer men of color. Like, you know, being hyper visible in any way, you have to think about your life in a way that other people just don't have to think about their life. And then to go to a place to celebrate that life and have it taken from you just like really hit me because everybody know me as being like gay as fuck and black as fuck <laughs> and I'm very like vocal about it um and so in that way I'm hyper visible like maybe not visibly like you look at me you might just see another black girl whatever but um people know who I am so it made me think about that and also this like idea especially when talking about queerness around safe spaces um this shit ain't safe and it starts to feel like the walls are closing in on you and and so I I have that playing in my head right and I can't like really put um my finger on like my sadness all week around that but then I fucking sit down to binge watch Orange is the New Black because I'm thinking this is going to be like an escape. And, and, and in, in an escape, I mean because Orange is like, I'm trying to think. I think it's like the only show where you legit see a diversity of women of color. Like, like and I don't, I don't even mean... Like, diversity in the way of, like, oh, there's an Asian character, there's a Latina character, there's a black character, yay! No, I mean, like, real-ass fucking diversity. It ain't just, like, this uh, woman of color that just looks like a white woman, but they dipped her in chocolate. Like, there, there is a real diversity of women, or Orange is the New Black. And it's kind of, the first season for me was kind of just such, like, a shock to the system of... Y'all got all these, like, badass dynamic characters, and it honestly didn't feel, like, forced. It felt like they were, um, like, these were real voices that you would hear from, like, Puerto Rican girls who grew up in the Bronx. Not that they were written by some, like, white lady who's ever scripting this show, right? Um, and with each season, it's kind of, like, declined. <laughs> but this weekend, because uh, I have been watching House, so I felt like... Okay, I won't watch House this weekend. I'll just watch Orange because it came out to escape. And and I wrote a piece on this before. Um, and y'all probably saw it if you've been around Queer Walk for a while. But I wrote this piece on uh, Camp Pusse Get Some Pussy. I think it was called something like that. But it was a, it was just about like this tragedy that they continue to be... Um, the Pousse character, and she's like arguably, I'll say arguably, the only black lesbian on the show. Um, and and for 
three seasons, she was a tragic character. She was madly in love with Tasty. Tasty was like, nah, not having it, you know. Um, she got like blackballed from the group for a while when V was around slinging dope and shit. Um, so she was like this, you know, isolated little bookworm. Um, they just, I don't know. Like her life was just the epitome of woe is me. And we never got a real backstory on her. Like, they used to do these little, like, flashes. Um, and I guess trying to to subvert some kind of stereotypes in some way of um, letting us know that she was, like, trilingual and, and grew up fairly, like, very uh, privileged. Uh, her I forgot what her mom did, but I know her dad was military. She was supposed to go to West Point, all that shit, you know. Um, but then... She, it, it gets thrown away because she falls in love with this, like, white girl, right? So, I don't know. I just, um, the, the Pusey character has been, like, damn, can Pusey get a break? Like, why? Like, she's, she's pretty much, like, the only character we have to look to. Um, and, and I, I think Crystal said this on, like, the read once of just, like, how many black lesbians are there out there for me to lust after, right? Like, so I'm just like, damn, can Pusey get some kind of play? Some? Can we have, like, some ray of happiness? No? Well, all right. Especially not this season. If you were looking for that from no, no. At the end of the third season, she saved um, So-So's life, and they kind of have, like, this little, like, budding romance. And it's real cute. It's real cute. But then, like, this season, it's almost like, I don't even know how to, like, put it. But but so-so, in this way, just was, like, blinded by her blackness, I guess. And wrote this whole narrative around her life that wasn't even true, you know? Um, thinking that her mom was on drugs and she grew up in like the inner city and shit, which wasn't the Pusey character at all. Um, but then that her girlfriend thinks that about her, right? So this weird, weird fetishization of, of a black lesbian. And I don't even know if like fetishization is like the right word for that, but it's definitely not, um, you fell in love with her cause because you knew who she was. Because there was no getting to know her. And all y'all got is time. Shit, you in prison. Like, how could you not ask her about her life? But, so we, I guess we get like a a minute of hope with Pusey. Like, it's possible. Black lesbians can find love. And um, I guess I've been in that space also in like the past few weeks. And, and thinking about, uh, you know those who lost their lives at Pulse and those who's, who um, did not lose their lives but were at Pulse, um, I thought about, like, going to hopefully find something, you know? Like, you you have, like, this uh, little glimmer of hope in your heart when you go to the gay club. And I guess for women, because for dudes, for, for gay dudes, for queer, I'll say queer. I use gay as an umbrella term, but I know y'all, y'all out there with the terminology uh about to write me some nasty ass comments, but um, <laughs> but for queer dudes, it's just different. Y'all, y'all always flourishing, so it's nothing for y'all. But I know for queer women, you go to a club and you just like, oh, maybe she'll be there. Maybe this will be the night, right? Um, and so to to get to Pusey, finally being like the hope, like damn, yes. 
finally she got a girl and they're working through the shit. Like they're working across these like racialized dynamics and also how um like so so is boxed in as a uh, a woman of color who's Asian, um, but then like has to kinda kinda escape her race being erased. Uh yeah, and and so all of that, like, they're working through it, and then you start to thinking, like, oh, wow, like, it can happen for black lesbians, and, you know, her and so-so get in this fight, um, and at this moment, I can't even remember what what they got in a fight about. Oh, it's because, like, Pusey was just telling so-so that her, um, her privilege was, like, making her, like, blindly optimistic. And so, you know, so-so ran off in tears and they were in a fight. But they get into a fight and there's a, um, like, resistance happening in the prison because the guards are off the chain this season and they have been. Um, I think the first season was probably the only season where the guards weren't real reckless. There was, like, one bad guy, right, which was porn stash. Um, that we could, like, jump on and hate. But this season, it was just, like, the whole damn um, thing was just rotten. Um, which is what I think season three tried to do, which is why it was so damn boring. Is like, it tried to remind us that the true, quote-unquote, true enemy is uh, this, like, system. This imprisonment system. Um, so the women, you know, they don't, they ain't never having that shit at Litchfield. So, you know, they are resisting, they stand on the tables and, um, and so Suzanne, the, um, Crazy Eyes character, uh, played by Uzo, gets kind of like, uh, triggered by one of the guards who previously made her fight. Um, and I guess... There's, like, a, a fucking tragic black lesbian story there, too. Because, um, you know, <laughs> she falls in love with a fucking white girl and uh, who wants her to, like, run away into the woods. And, um, I don't know. Damn. Uh, you know, that I guess that's fucked up about me that I've been so uh, focused on, like, can Pusey get some love that I've kind of ignored that, that, uh, the Suzanne character is queer um, and, you know, is has always kind of had, like, a love interest, no matter how uh, fucked up it's been. And, like, we don't talk about how her love interest has always been, like, a white woman. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I think I'll, I'll go back to that. But it was important for this moment because... You know, Suzanne is triggered by this this guard, and and so she's snapping off as she does when she's triggered, and Pusey is is caping for her like yo, like she needs to you know she needs to take a minute. Um, she's been through some things, and the guard like slams her to the ground, right, which um, results in our Pusey dying. And the imagery of it fucked with me. Um, I was I was crying, which is like this is the first time I've ever cried at Orange Is the New Black. Um, and I think, you know, 
I don't even know what to make of it. I just think it's like all the stuff that's happened in the past week that just got to me in that moment. Like, really? Really, y'all? We gonna, we gonna kill Pusey? That's what we doing, Orange? That's what we doing. We Okay. All right, then. Um, But they made it as if you could almost say, like, had Suzanne not popped off, then Pusey would still be alive, you know? Because Suzanne was, like, beating the officer that was on Pusey's back. And he's trying, he's trying so hard, right? It's like an accident. He's just trying so hard to get Suzanne off of him and doesn't realize that he's crushing 90-pound Pusey under him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. To see um, Danielle Brooks's character, Tasty, just throw herself on Pusey and just cry and cry. Um, and the way they, like, tried to do so much with that moment in um, making, you know, the imagery really... Uh, kind of mimic the or echo the pool incident from this summer I don't I guess it was last summer it was sometime I I don't even uh fucking remember where it was because so much shit is always happening but when the cop put his knee in the back of the 14 year old girl um that's what that scene like really looked like you know you have tiny little pussy under this uh officer but also that they left her body there for so long um, while the prison kind of got their story straight, you know, um, there was like a nod to say her name because, you know, when it finally does get released, they don't even say Pusey's name. Oh, um, y'all, the last two episodes were like gut-wrenching for me and, and then we leave it on like this cliffhanger with Daya holding a gun to a officer's head and and that might be like a cheering moment for like some of us but for me it's kind of like don't pull that trigger Daya because then that's another woman of color's life that just gets um crushed you know she pulls that trigger that's it for her she has this little baby that she's never gonna see you know they're gonna send her to Max um, she's going to get locked up and I mean, she's going to get sentenced to life. She's already locked up. Um, and it just like hurts because these aren't just characters. Like these are characters on a show, but then they aren't, you know, because you know, this is happening in women's prisons across the country. Um, women are having babies by guards being sexually assaulted by guards, um, being physically assaulted by guards, being denied access to like, basic things, right? Like uh, pads, tampons, menstrual cups, showers. Um, and, and, and so it like echoes this feeling for me of like, where can we exist? Because not that prison is the answer, because I feel like 
when it comes to prisons, I'm leaning more on the side of abolition um, than reform. But that prisons are supposed to be kind of like a time capsule in a way where you just sit there and kind of like think about what you've done and to repay your debt, quote unquote, to the society. And your life is not even guaranteed to you in there. So not even in this like holding cell can can you be like, all right, I can survive this. Because there's a threat of like your life won't be there. And so the episode's just, I don't know, y'all. I just, and you know, I'm on here just rambling because I don't know anybody else who has finished the season yet. And um, I'm in fucking Syracuse where there's nothing. And, and it, sometimes it like hurts to just be awake. Because I I think about these things. Like, I wish I could just watch Orange and it just be a show. And I could say, oh, that season was so good. And just, like, turn it off and fucking go back to my life. But, like, what do you do when life is is even scarier than a Netflix original? You know? Um, I went to a black pride party um not black pride is in black uh racial ethnic pride but black pride is in it's gay and black <laughs> um event last night and i was so hurt by the turnout there were at max 16 people there and so part of me is like oh my gosh these people they should have promoted better what the fuck like there needs to be more of an uh an effort put into black things. Like, why is black pride always a hot-ass mess? My, 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 my. But then I was... I had this moment sitting in Denny's after, like, oh, shit. What if people didn't come because of what the fuck happened, like, last week in Florida? Because Syracuse is not known for its, like, racial justice and, and, uh gun safety like this is it gets it gets real in Syracuse so I had that moment like sitting there in Denny's like shit what if people didn't come because life is scarier than a Netflix original and I'm not gonna sit here and act like it's all social justice framework some of it feels like very um life real too like um or just I guess personal and you know Queer Walk I love y'all it's uh we at probably like 18,000 followers now and it's it's a very like lonely experience still if you know what I mean (laughs) um y'all submit everybody shows their beautiful faces or their beautiful words and gets all the notes but I wonder how many people like connect with each other via the page Um, because me as kind of like the moderator, I don't get a lot of interaction from people. So I'm at least hoping that those notes turn into a community, uh, which is what I was like hoping to do with this is like, I could never go to a city where I wouldn't know a queer woman of color because of this page. Um, so I'm, I don't know cause I'm not on y'all's receiving end of it. But I don't know, maybe have y'all got some messages and feel like more connected through 
the page. Like, let me know. I would love to know that. Um, but <laughs> also thinking, like, queer women of color, like, damn, like, can, can it's the only place we can connect are dangerous places still. Like, there's, there's, there's no, like, safety sense that we get to have. And then, um, I guess I thought about in relation to dating, because, um, most of the queer women I know who are partnered, are partnered with white women. So then for me, it's like, oh, it makes sense that you wouldn't go to a, a black pride because your partner can't come. Um, so you would just go to a regular pride where you might feel, I don't know, more comfortable because you are partnered with a white person. Um, I felt a little like hopelessness in my own dating life. Because I swear there's, like, no no lesbians within, like, a 30-mile radius. <laughs> I don't know if y'all have heard of this app, but it's called Soul Swipe. Maybe I'm the only one on it. That's the problem. But it's kind of like... it. Well, actually, it's exactly like Tinder, but it's for people of color. And, you know, you set the parameter to 30 miles, and it's like, nobody is in your area. Please check your settings and try again. <laughs> I'm just like, God damn. I just... I guess I'm just feeling a lot right now of um, where can we just be? And it, it, and I don't want to, like, stay in that hopeless space because, yeah, yeah I told y'all I'm into healing. That's not, like... That's not where I want to spend my energy. Um, I think it's important that those moments this, like, week moved me to get on here, even by myself, because I won't lie, I was kind of afraid to do this by myself. Um, but then, you know, reading Dion's, uh, piece about vicariously being empowered through other black girls, and so she named, like, Maya Angelou and Oprah, uh, you know, legendary black girls, yes. But um, I was inspired by her, you know. Like, she's a really good friend. Told y'all she's Tumblr Bay. And I went down, actually, for Sweet Heat. And that was the first time we had, like, physically met. We've just been Tumblr Bays for, for a while. Um, and so I consider her, you know, like, a very dear friend. And reading about her sickle cell and the the pain of it um and not just the physical pain uh a lot of like the depression that comes along with being having a disability and um and knowing that I have to like grow a lot around that and um knowing about it and and uh, really right now thinking about like, yo, fuck, you didn't notice that Suzanne got love. What was that about, Montanique? Like you ain't um, like that might be some some part of like washing people with disabilities of sexuality and desires, you know, and 
Um, so doing that, like, worked for myself. And I feel like I just, like, lost where I was going <laughs> and thinking about, um, like, Dion. But what, a part that stuck out to me a lot was feeling like, um, she didn't say this, but in in um, her words, it felt to me as if this sense of, of, like, I wasn't supposed to, like, make it this far. And so now that I have, I don't know what to do. So, um, like, life expectancy around sickle cell, life expectancy around being a queer woman of color. Fuck, I do not want to cry. And, and, and for me right now, like, attempting this fucking PhD, um, like, all, any, in any area that you feel like I wasn't supposed to make it this far, and I have, so now it's like, fuck, what do I do? It feels as if, like, for queer women of color, we have this sense of always being aware of our life in the way that we feel like we're living on um, on borrowed time. And I don't want to be stuck in that like feeling. So I want to like do something. I want to I want to celebrate like every hour that uh, queer women of color ascends and uh and every follower and every note and every listen to this rambling session that I'm having um that queer walk like we 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 don't have guaranteed safe spaces that's just not our live reality not even on Netflix um we know that we not we might not be here next season we know that there might not be any of us to look for but we are here. And like despite everything, we are making it work. I think uh, I'm thinking about like this moment in Roots where um, like Kizzy is like, I didn't have enough time. I didn't even, I don't even know the whole story, but I'm like, tell you all I know. And so that connection, like, feels so important to me right now for us as Queer Walk. I don't have all the answers. I probably fucked up a lot of stuff in this ramble rant slash um, <laughs> podcast today, but um, I'm going to tell you what I know. And know that, like, I'm here anytime. Hit me in the inbox. Hit me on the email. Um, leave a, a comment here. But I know I felt like this. And so I wanted to put it out there just in case somebody else did. Um, that maybe our hearts can touch for a minute and we can talk about it together. Um, so... I hope this doesn't feel hopeless <laughs> at the end because it's not where I wanted to leave it. 
Uh, I just think this like a place that let's build. Like this is, you know, um, I know that this is probably like why I was like put here. I don't know what that's going to look like, um, but I definitely want to to um, be building with queer women of color and, and bringing us together, not just in like these politically conscious ways, but also in real ways. Like, fuck, I want a girlfriend <laughs> in those kind of ways, too. Um, so I'm going to post this without editing it. And y'all tell me what y'all think, because my cat seems like she's very unpleased. <laughs> she's, she's like, not impressed at all with this. But um, hit me up, and if y'all have some ideas on how we could uh, rest in peace, Puse, and, um, and, you know, rest in peace to, I think, the seven or eight uh, women who lost their lives at Pulse, know that... I will carry you in my heart and um, and scream a little bit louder at gay shit for you. Know that I will do that. Um, and I'm around, y'all. So, yeah. Hit me up. Deuces.